Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. The little girl is the only figure in colour. Okay, wow. That's and I know, one. I know, I know, the, the flame is technically in colour too, shut up Kieran. But if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show, because that is a spoiler and I'm so sorry. A like spoiler very, that's so intense that it was in the trailer. sorry. Just want to apologise, but yes, it was in the trailer. But um, but you know, maybe people don't know that. You should have said that he saves the Jews. That would have been a bigger spoiler. That is just the premise. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Give me that. Give me that little bit of creativity. Anyway, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome, welcome. welcome. What we do on the show is we look at an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, or in this circumstance, a straight to VOD release. Oh, is this straight to VOD? Yes, it is. Ah, quite like a lot of the movies we've been talking about recently, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot of that release as much as possible before the movie comes out. And then when the movie comes out, we go and see how well we did. Yeah, we try to see if we're uh, smarter than the writers and smarter than Hollywood. Yeah, well, not necessarily smarter than the writers. Has Hollywood become so predictable that everything is just cut and dry and they fit the same formula each time? I certainly think it's going to be the case this week with the movie we're discussing this time. Or it just might be that we're secret brilliant geniuses that people need to hire to write their movies. I prefer to think of it uh, that way. And set up their trailers. Yes, absolutely. Maybe Hollywood needs to do a better job doing trailers. Maybe they should stop lying like some movies that will will remain nameless for this week anyway. Calm down. I know it's a hot point for you. Yes, because I recently watched a movie that has recently come out on VOD. That's a little bit of a hint there. And we were almost completely wrong thanks to some liberal amounts of fibbage going on in the trailer. Yeah, we blame the trailer if we're wrong, by the way. That's another part of the yes. show. <laughs> yes. But I'm feeling very confident this week because we're here to talk about the upcoming Liam Neeson vehicle, Honest Thief. And it looks like almost every other Liam Neeson movie in existence. Yeah. What like, do you think? Uh, like Schindler's List and Love Actually, like those movies. Yes. So I don't think this movie was ever intended to go to cinemas. Well, we're in a time of pandemic, so who knows? It might have just snuck in there for a couple of weeks. But from what I read about the movie, I think this has been on the table to be released on video on demand for as long as the movie was in production. Oh, okay. So this was always the intention. Well, I don't know. They may have sold it to a distributor, but since distributors aren't really buying movies for the big screen currently, I think the video-on-demand market is like demanding it, essentially, because there's more people watching movies at home than in the cinemas currently. So, so far with this movie, there's one trailer out, right? Yeah, that's right. I was literally about to ask, what do we know about this movie so far? (laughs) One trailer is out, and it's very... And I think that's all we need, to be honest. That's all we need. So this, what we know about this movie is it's it's very taken, very much like the movie Taken. Except no um, one gets taken. <laughs> no one gets taken. Yeah. His money so gets taken. In a lot of ways, yeah, that's true. But, um, in a lot of ways, it's completely opposite to Taken. <laughs> it's like the reverse Taken. Except that Liam Neeson plays a very similar character yeah. to what he did in those movies. So Liam Neeson is a criminal, an ex-criminal that's yep. fallen in love and he's a trying bank robber, to, to be specific. That's right. He was he robbed banks, he robbed vaults, and he was really good at it. Yeah. And he's he, the best in the business. <laughs> as he is always. Yes. Right. And he's trying to go straight. Yeah. Lead a, a wonderful woman. Lead an honest life, but things happen with corrupt police officers and yep. FBI agents, and it makes it difficult. And then he goes on a murder spree, I guess. Yeah, from that's what we a can tell. Good guess well, thanks for listening to this episode. <laughs> I think we've covered the movie entirely. No, anyway. So I've got to ask straight away. Uh, I don't know about you, but I think this is one of the fastest and easiest plot predictions I've ever made or had. Yes. I want to know your full writing process because typically what I do when I sit down to formulate a a plot prediction is I'll watch the trailer or trailers. I'll analyze almost every frame of those trailers looking for clues. 
I'll read a little bit about the production to see what, you know, what the writer wrote and similar things that they wrote. I'll look at what the overall summary of the movie is. And then from there, I'll sit and scratch my head and try and formulate what happens. And a lot of times I'll reach dead ends where I just have to make guesses. But this one, I watched the trailer one time, one time only. And just from that one watching, I wrote my entire plot in one sitting, start to finish with no deviations. What about you? Yeah, usually I watch the trailer a few times. I break down certain scenes when I do the actual work for this show. Yes. Um, and I read the character briefs and whatnot. But for this for this show, I watched the trailer once. I wrote down a plot really rough handedly, right? Yeah. Wrote down a plot on like a scrap piece of paper. And I was like, oh, there's got to be more to this. I'm missing something, obviously. And I watched the trailer again. I was like, not really. So I fleshed out that a little bit and that's what I've got today. I don't think they're really aiming for any sort of like surprises. Yeah, or surprises or twists and turns. I think this is very much for the audience, the market that wants a specific type of movie. They want a Liam Neeson movie and the trailer is trying to sell them on that's exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, they want to show Liam Neeson punching people badass, yeah. Which I, you know. How old is he now, by the way? He's got to be nearly in his 60s. Yeah, he has to be. He looks great though. Yeah. On that note, should we talk about who's in the movie? Let's do it. So of course, we've mentioned him already playing the character Tom Carter, who is uh, an aging thief known as the In-N-Out Bandit. Because <laughs> he Liam likes In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, that's right. He just robs In-N-Out Burgers. Yeah, that's all he robs. Doesn't make much money. That's though. where the money is, Karen. And he gets he doesn't have to spend money on food because he also steals food while he's there. Anyway, anyway. So <laughs> he's yes, just this is the one, criminal. the only Liam Neeson, who of course we've talked about in probably one of his best roles, uh, Men in Black International, yes, where he yes. played High T. <laughs> yes. So we've definitely spoken about him before. He's returning. He's returning back to the show. Welcome back, Liam. Welcome back, Liam. Next up, playing his love interest, Annie Sumpter. Is, he's, she's literally credited as love interest in the cast list. <laughs> this These credits are so like lazy. Yes, I know. We'll get into it. But yes, playing Annie Sumpter is Kate Walsh, who I know from season one of Fargo. Uh, she doesn't particularly have a great end in that uh, season. Not she does a lot of anything. TV work. Yes, yeah, she does. But she was also in the movie Legion, if you remember that, where God wants revenge on the nope. earth for whatever reason. So he sends down angels to kill everybody. Uh, and she was also in the movie version of Perks of Being a Wallflower, where I don't remember who she was in that who movie. Who was she in that movie? I don't remember. Probably Charlie's mom or something like that. Who knows? I cannot remember her in that movie. No, I remember Tom Savini in that movie. <laughs> I don't remember her. Was she a teacher? I don't know. It could have been. Could have been. I'm not sure. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie and I've only ever seen it once. I've read the book a couple of times though. Now, the next person I wanted to talk about playing the corrupt FBI agent John Nivens is Jai Courtney, who I don't think we've ever talked about I've on the show before. I've never seen him before. You've never seen him before? No. Well, he was in Die Hard 5. He was in Terminator 5. So basically, if you need someone in your shitty fifth installment of your movie, <laughs> Jai Courtney's got his hand up. He's ready to go. Right, right. Now so, he was oh, also, so he's, he's in a first He was movie. Uh, Captain Boomerang in Suicide Squad. Oh, is he Captain so Boomerang? You, you have seen him in a movie. Oh, I liked him in that. He was and good. He did appear in a movie we've talked about before on this show. He was on a wanted poster in Birds of Prey as Captain Boomerang. So he didn't actually physically well, appear in the movie. That doesn't count. It counts. He oh, was there. I guess he's so. credited as a character. I guess so. His pictures on there. And would you believe he is from where we're from? No, really? Not originally, but he's from where we're currently recording this show. Ah, there you go. We're currently recording it in his hometown. He's a Sydney sider then. Yeah, he is. There you go. Well, I was trying to keep it very vague, but I suppose that's still vague. So yeah, he's a local boy. We could rub shoulders with him in the in the pub after I, the show. I like him so much more now. Yeah, I'm sure he's still hanging yeah, around. No, he's definitely not in the US or anything like that. Anyway, moving on. Playing Who the, would be right now? 
Yeah, all good point. Good point. Next up, playing the other corrupt FBI agent, Raymond Hall, is Anthony Ramos. Yeah, where's he from? Uh, probably the US, my guess is. What movies is he from? Oh, apparently? okay. Would you believe we've actually covered a movie that he's been in before on this show? Really? What is it? Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, that classic. Yes. So uh, I don't know who he was in that movie. Probably a soldier or something. Some, some guy who died. Some nameless soldier who gets eaten by Rodan or stepped on by Godzilla. Who Part knows? Part of uh, Charles Dance's Goonies. Could have been, but I, I think he was a soldier. Pretty sure he was Why a soldier. Why did I say Goonies? Then. Goons, I mean. <laughs> like the Goonies Club. Yeah. Like Chunk he is was, there. He was sloth. Doing the truffle shuffle. <laughs> anyway, but he also was Hamilton. His big claim to fame was he was the original Hamilton in the Broadway musical Hamilton. Oh, cool. And so that's what his biggest claim to fame is. Now, also, there was another character in this movie. I didn't really work her into my plot, but she was also his co-star in Hamilton. But like I said, I, di- I didn't work her into well, my plot. Well, she's in this? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, that's right. I don't know what she does. So whoever made this movie was really into Hamilton, I guess. They yeah, really wanted so. to get a bunch of people I didn't know not there was another, another female in this movie. Well, there you go. There's a bunch. But yeah, I, I don't think they have major roles. So They're just there. They didn't appear in the trailer. The only person who appears in the trailer, the only woman who appears in the trailer is Annie. Annie. So she was the only one that I worked in. His the girlfriend. Now playing the, I'm not sure if he's corrupt or not, but he's another FBI agent. He seems to be in charge of hunting down Tom Carter. The character's name is Tom Myers and he's played by Jeffrey Donovan. Like this is a small cast already. Why would you name your lead protagonist and arguably your lead or- Antagonist. Antagonist, yeah. Or I guess He's partial, sort of like Tommy Lee Jones partial. in The Fugitive. That's exactly what I think as yeah. well. Uh, part, your partial lead antagonist, the same name. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense hey, Tom, to me. Maybe. Unless they, there's a scene where it's like, your name's Tom, my name's Tom too. <laughs> and then we they become friends. Enemies, yeah. They become friends like Batman. Or maybe everyone just gets confused because like, we've got to catch Tom. Why are you trying to catch me? No, no, we're going to catch the bad guy, the thief Tom, not Tom, FBI Tom. Tom's checked into this hotel. Oh, it's okay then. Wait, it's the in and out It's, it's bandit. the other Tom. Now, I know Jeffrey Donovan from Burn Notice. I think he was the main character on that TV show. Yes, he was. And he was also one of the villains in Fargo season two. And he was also in an episode of Monk. He was? He was. Oh, there you go. Very much a TV actor, this guy. But I do enjoy him. He was one of my favorite characters in season two of Fargo. We've got a lot of Fargo actors in this movie. They're not in Hamilton, they're in Fargo. <laughs> or Godzilla, King of which, the Monsters, Which one apparently. was Liam Neeson in? Fargo. Uh, He'd be good in Fargo, yeah, actually. Yeah, he would be. They should cast him in Fargo. Yeah, he should be in season four. He's not going to be, but yeah, he should. Maybe season five. And the last person I wanted to talk about playing the another FBI agent, there's so many in this movie, Sam Baker is being played by Robert Patrick. The who, of T-1000 course, himself. He's oh. best known for being the T-1000 from Terminator 2 and probably nothing else. He plays a lot of cops. Yes, he does. Well, he was even a cop in Terminator 2. <laughs> he dressed 2. as a cop in yeah. Terminator 2. He was the Terminator cop. I think he's done a TV show, like a criminal TV show or whatnot. He was in The but... Faculty as well, if you remember that movie. I think that was another James Cameron movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but mostly he's just... Was uh, it Robert Rodriguez? I think it was, metal. Yeah, I think it was Robert Rodriguez. Sorry, I'm just on my own tangent over here. <laughs> but yes, everyone should just know him as the T-1000. Or he was in Wayne's World where he played the T-1000. <laughs> well, that's everybody I wanted to cover that's in the everyone. cast. And that's basically all the major characters in the movie. So should we get straight into our plot? Since from what I'm guessing is we're not going to be able to talk too long about this movie. We can't no. squeeze too much out of this very skeletal I, plot. I think this will be a quick one. Now we yes. could be completely wrong. That's also a possibility. But about our prediction. Yes. But it seems pretty simple to me. And I, I, say think- this, I say this every single week when I think the plot is cut and dry. I think we have exactly the same plot yeah. with very little deviations. Yeah. But I'll be very surprised if you have anything different to me whatsoever. So yes. which one of us is going to go first? I can go first if you like. Yes, please. Let's do it. All right. Let's rip this Band-Aid off. Let's talk By the about- way, Maddie D has half a page of notes <laughs> on this movie. <laughs> let's talk about The Honest Thief starring Liam Neeson. No, it's just Honest Thief. It's not The Honest Thief? No, it's just, just Honest, honest thief. thief. Yep. Well, my notes are wrong already because yeah. I wrote The Honest Thief. Man, not off to a good start. <laughs> 
All right, so, so he... that's already a point that you've lost because <laughs> you got the title of the movie wrong. <laughs> so we're going to have a I don't want to say cold open. We say that all the time, but you know it's going to be a cold It's going to be a cold open, yeah. And we're going to get uh, the opening to this movie is going to be Tom Carter's day-to-day life. It's going to be very mundane. He's Really? Be... All right, we're already different. Where, yeah, no, it's not going to be a flashback where he's breaking vaults and whatnot. It's okay. going to be him. Are you so sure about that? Yes, I am. Okay. Positive. Absolutely positive. So he's going to live a very mundane, boring, ordinary life. I think this movie comes out in two months, so we won't have to wait too long to see if you're right or wrong. He's very quiet. He doesn't speak to a lot of people. Yeah. So what's he doing in his day-to-day life? Is he going... He's going grocery buying... shopping. He seems to be a creature of habit. I'll have an apple. So he does... Jar of mayonnaise. He does the same thing. Maybe he watches like a TV show. You know, he goes to his store. Watches he, Fargo. He watches Fargo. I should be on this show. <laughs> just doing every, every... Like just doing regular everyday things, but not with anybody. Right. And he meets a girl from a delivery service. A delivery service? Yeah, because I think he goes to check like... Like she's like the FedEx package yeah. person. Well, she obviously works at some kind of company. I didn't know if it was an airline or whatnot, but I'm going to say... An it's airline? A, a delivery service. Wow. Yeah, it's called audio, auto something. Maybe she works with cars, but I'm going to say delivery service. <laughs> Matt, so, Matt, Matt, can I just interrupt you here yes. and say you are already dead wrong. <laughs> Why? You're completely wrong. I'll get into it in my pocket when right. I actually tell you where she works. <laughs> you know? I know, 100%. <laughs> And well, you, you could not be further from the truth. <laughs> so he meets her because he's like picking up a package or something to that. And they have like a really good chemistry straight off the bat. <laughs> I'm here to collect a, ba- a package. It's not full of money, I swear. I'm coming for that package. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he takes a liking to her and um, they go on a cute dinner date. And she tells him all right, about I all... I want to know where they go to dinner. Do they go to the fancy restaurant? Do they go to In-N-Out Burger? <laughs> Do they go to In-N-Out Burger? <laughs> For some reason, this is my favorite restaurant. <laughs> this is my favorite. Yeah, he loves In and Out Burger, but no, no, it's going to be like not a fancy restaurant because it's going to be more relatable she than the that. fish, and then he gets a bigger fish, and goes, "There's always a bigger fish." God, sorry, that's so everybody. bad. That's so <laughs> fucking bad. Oh, sorry, it's just a nice yeah. restaurant yeah. that he knows the people of. Yeah, because he's he's going to know like the staff there. Really? So yeah, he's like a regular all the time. He just you know <laughs> the waiter. Sorry, this is going to be such an. We're obscure painting restaurant. him as a. This is going to be guy. such an obscure reference. Go for it. I want to. The waiter comes out. He's like, "Would you like?" Hamburger, French fries. And he's Did going, you? And he's like, no, je ferme. He just speaks perfect French to the, to the, to the French waiter. Did you really just put in a no-holds-barred reference? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, man. Imagine this movie with Hulk Hogan as the yes. lead. I'm, I'm, oh, man. Oh, that's oh a my better movie. God. Instead of Liam Neeson, it's just Hulk Hogan. <laughs> wow. That should, that should be the movie we make. Yes. They should just make this movie with Hulk Hogan in it. Way better, way better. Anyway, th- th- I'm just on my second Vince point McMahon, at the moment. Vince McMahon's the corrupt FBI agent. <laughs> you're trying to hunt him down. You're fired. All right, so back to this, to yes, these actual to the plot. actual movie. She talks about her aspirations. She wants to travel. Tom Carter wouldn't be able to travel because he's a criminal, right? So yeah. he's like... He's wanted. She wants to do all these but Nobody great- know. Well, this is your plot, but presumably nobody knows what he looks like. No one does, no. Okay. But, you know, he can't... He has to stay, like, low. He has to go under the radar. Right, yeah. He, has to he be lives in modest grid. bliss. He has to be off the grid because that's the life he chose. So he's very guarded about himself. He doesn't talk a lot about his background, his past. Yeah. Just becomes very evident that he can't join her in a lot of the things she wants to do. Right. So we don't know that he's a bank robber in your plot I yet. I mean, not yet, no. Okay. But it just seems like a very quiet I guy. Mean, if you, if like, you watch the trailer, you yeah, do. But everyone no. who hasn't watched the trailer and is just watching this randomly on VOD, it's Friday afternoon, they're mm. like, oh, new Liam Neeson movie, let's just throw that on. They're like, what is this boring shit? Yeah, no, they're seeing him as like a quiet... Why do I want to watch this? Slightly shy. It's like a romantic comedy without the comedy. Ordinary guy that doesn't seem like he would be a criminal or do 
anything exciting at all. Right, okay. And we like him at this point. Are you saying we wouldn't like him if he was a bank robber? <laughs> we're no, supposed to saying, like him regardless. Him, He's him just a guy. So then he goes home and he calls the police on his own accord right. and tells them all about who he is, that he is the famous, renowned, never been caught before, in and out burglar, that he's done heists. It's in and out bandit. In and out bandit, the burglar. <laughs> in the sticky burglar bandits. would be so good. It sounds so similar to in and out burger. <laughs> that he stole millions of dollars over the years. Yeah. Didn't he rob like 12 banks or something like that? In different states, in 12 different states or something like that, yes. In 24 uh, hours. And you know, the police are great, but they're just like, who's this crazy guy? Like, we've we've heard this before. How do we, how can we believe you? Every day someone's ringing up and claiming (laughs) to be the (laughs) internet bandit. bandit, Yeah. We already tried arresting Hulk Hogan. And he says, well, I've got some money stored as, what do they call those garaging, those storage lockers? Like a self-storage unit. Storage locker things. Storage unit. Yeah. He says, I've got some stuff there that'll prove that I am the in and out bandit. And the person he's speaking to is the T-1000. Sam Baker. Sam Baker. So Sam Baker goes, okay. Did it take them five seconds to come up with each of these characters' names? They're the most (laughs) boring names in history. In fact, they've got two characters called Tom that we've already discussed. (laughs) Maybe the writers were called Tom. Annie, John, Tom, Sam, and Raymond. Just for a little bit of variety. Do you think you could write a better movie, Kieran? Yes. Huh? Huh? Yes, overnight. Well, do it then. Okay, I will. In fact, I have on the show. (laughs) Yeah, true. So he says, go check this storage locker. You'll find all the evidence you need that I am the in and out Yeah, that's all the money. And what we'll do is we'll I'll I'll meet you in in a hotel because he wants to meet in neutral ground. He doesn't want them to know where he lives and things like that. And you can arrest me. I want a minimal sentence. Uh, I you know, want this and I want that because I just want to... Get out of this life. Get out of this life. And I've met a girl and I want to start fresh. And I don't want yeah. this hanging over my head. And I don't want to be caught up in anything. And I don't want her to be caught up in anything. And he's like, okay, cool. Doing it to get laid. Understand. Yeah. They fist bump <laughs> over the phone. Good job, bro. The two cops that Sam Baker is sending to look at this storage locker are John Nivens and Raymond Hall, and they're disgruntled police. Uh, right. They're FBI agents, actually. They're not, I guess, you know, police in a way. So yeah. they're disgruntled FBI agents. They go and they check out this Why storage locker. Why are they disgruntled? Locker. They just think that they deserve more than they are getting. Right. Okay. They're just like, this job sucks. Why aren't we promoted? Yeah. Sam they're not Baker's going up the dick. corporate ladder. Yeah, it's just it's just a shit life that they're living. They're spending more than they're earning. So they go to this storage locker and they find not all of the money, but a lot of money, more right. than they've ever seen before in their life. And they decide, well, you know what? This guy's a criminal. We should just take this money. Like, no one would know if we no just... No one would notice if this money became taken. If we, Sorry. <laughs> if we took Sorry. this money. And if we... You know, and then there's like, well, you know, the bandit would know, like, the... Tom Carter, Tom Carter. <laughs> you got there in Tom, the end. Tom Myers, Tom Carter. Tom Carter would know. And they're like, okay, well, let's let's take care of this because we know he's going to be in this hotel. Mm. And then how do they explain the money not being there? Well, the the money is there. Yeah, no, no. But if they're going to take the money, how do they explain that? Well, they can just say that he lied. Okay. That he didn't have any money. That he was just a crazy guy. Right. Okay. He was lying the whole time. Yeah. And then we shot him. Exactly. <laughs> Could be. Stranger things happen. Nivens and Hall get to the motel first before T-1000. Whose yep. name? Sam Baker. <laughs> and they demand to know where the rest of the money is. And Tom Carter's like, hey, 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 come on, c- calm down. I'm I'm turning myself in. What are you doing? Because he's very confused. Sam Baker They're comes like, You're in. holding out on us, buddy. Um, Sam Baker comes in afterwards. He's like, what's going on? What's going on here? And oh, no. gets shot by Nivens. They try to attempt to kill Tom, but Tom escapes out the window, yep. setting up for the rest of this movie. So Tom Carter goes straight to Annie's house to rescue her. 
they flee and go to an old crime associate. And this can be the other female uh, Hamilton actor. Okay, yep, sure. fair enough. Because they're going to go, I know this person, she'll make us disappear, she'll protect us. All the while- Her name is Madam they're, H. They're being pursued by Tom Myers, who's a cop that always gets his man. And he right. thinks that- uh, So Tom- he's another FBI agent who they brought in yeah. to track him down. Yeah. Yeah, he's like we've he's like this. a really good agent. Yeah, and Tom and Myers thinks that Carter <laughs> killed Sam. Oh no, this is getting confusing already. <laughs> so he thinks there's a cop killer. All the while, by the way, Tom Carter <laughs> is in contact with Nivens via phone. By the way, and yeah. this is going to be an opening theme through the whole movie. While he's with Annie, so he comes in, he bursts in, he needs. He says, "Come, come with me if you want to live. You got to come with me now." <laughs> oh no, the T one thousands after you wait, he's dead. He comes clean to her about his whole past, and maybe she's a little bit, you know, frazzled by this. She's like, "What you out of all people are a bank robber? What, mm. what, huh?" And he's like, "What if Raz Al Ghul was immortal? Oh. What if his methods were supernatural?" Um, now, there's going to be a lot of action in here. There's going to be some car chases. There's going to be some building jumping, as in Liam there's Neeson. A, there's a car chase involving a bakery just call him van. Liam Neeson. He's he's just Liam. Neeson. Liam Neeson will jump out of a window yeah. and jump, you know, building to building. You know, that's going to happen. I bet you they called him Liam Neeson in the script until they realized <laughs> Liam oh, we've, Neeson. We've actually got to give him a character name. Uh, let's throw a dart at a name <laughs> at a dartboard with like four generic names on it. Two of them are Tom. <laughs> yeah, we got five Toms up there. Yeah. Oh, it's Tom. I remember when I watched Taken for the first time, like, I was like, what's this movie about? And a German friend of mine is like, it is so awesome. It's just Liam Neeson, like, breaking people's necks. What's his name in the Taken movies? I don't know. Liam Neeson. So Carter, you know, wants this all to be over with. He doesn't care about the money at this stage. So him, in a phone conversation with Nivens, transfers him all the money that he has to Niven's account just to leave him alone. Gets to that right. point. He's just like, look, you take my money. Let's just let's just split up. Let Leave me and my my girlfriend alone. Ooh. And uh, stop way, it. His stop name, it. His name is Brian in Taken. <laughs> is his name yeah, Brian. Brian. What, uh, how imaginative. So, so he's like, take your money. Yeah, just leave me just alone. Just leave me alone. And I just want to disappear. I've got this contact that'll help me disappear. Just let, yeah. let's, let's, you know, Madame cut H. it out. And yeah. then I'm going to, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'll be with my girlfriend. Ooh. And Nivens takes the money, obviously, and kills Hall because he's greedy. He wants all the money for wow, himself. So he kills Raymond. Yeah, he kills partner. Raymond. He kills his partner. His partner's going to be more of the guy that's like, I don't know if we should do that, Nivens. Uh, are you sure? I think we're in over our head. Nivens right, like, okay, shut yeah. up. That's going to be the dynamic of these two. So Nivens- so, so mani- like you and me. <laughs> yeah, exactly like you and me. I don't know if we should do that, Take, your, take your pick. Which, oh, okay, I was going to say, take your pick which one you are. And he's at a safe house. Tom's like doing some stuff, uh, as in Tom Carter's doing some stuff. Like what? Uh, organizing his like, organizing fleeing the country right okay Nivens manages to find Ada Annie first in her safe house and shoots her but doesn't kill her not in her place of work not in her place of work yep Shoots her, but doesn't kill her. Doesn't kill her, no. And so Carter takes her to the hospital and swears revenge by a phone call. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And he says... What does he say? I'm coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Agent Niven, I'm coming for you. He tells Niven that he'll be at his house. He said the same thing to Annie earlier, didn't he? He says, I'm coming in here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, oh, no. I'm coming for you. Yeah, he did oh, say no. that. He said, I'm coming for you. So he tells Niven he's going to be at his house. Oh, no. And Niven decides he wants to kill Carter to tie up all his loose ends, which seems to be a theme in my plot that yes. I always mention. I always like, to tie up loose ends, this happens. By the skin of his teeth. Beforehand, Carter's wiring up all explosives in so front of Annie. when does he go to the dingy nightclub? That's what I want to know. <laughs> There's no dingy nightclub here, unfortunately. Okay. Um, so when... When Niven goes to Tom Carter's house, it's actually a trap and the house is full of explosives. Right. Over phone, Tom Again. tells Niven that, you know, he wants a confession and he'll do whatever he can because that's the only way he's going to clear Are his Are you going to confess? Explodes the house. 
Niven's like, oh my god, ah! <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> wow! And the award, <laughs> the best actor. <laughs> there's, there's a big chase fire, cars, bakery a lot of, van. a lot of, a lot of fun stuff happens. Yeah, he's in a bakery van. That's right. And the big crash happens, and Niven thinks he's got, he's taking care of Carter. Like, there's a big explosion. He's right. like, he's all bloodied up and whatnot. And Niven starts bragging about how he got away with it, how smart he is. How everything Who's he bragging to? He just to Carter. Oh, I thought he's he like, was ah. dead. No, no, no. He's like he's all bloody. Oh, up. he thinks he's won. He okay. thinks he's gone. He's like yeah, got yeah. him at gunpoint. Right. But Carter's phone is on, and he's actually on the other line with Maya. And Maya heard the oh, whole the other thing. FBI agent. Incriminating. Interesting. Incriminating Niven, and then all the FBI agents come out out of the bushes and just like <laughs> surprise, and they arrest Niven and escort him out. And he's going to be like a real like he's going to be crying. He's like no, no. He's going to be really, really pathetic because that's the villain that we like. We like yeah. our hero strong and and capable and cool and we like our villains to be weak little crybabies. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Maya says that in exchange for being an advisor, that he's going to be serving minimum time and he'll be free to live his life, you know, because they're like, well, the only people that know about this is us and you did us a huge solid. What about the money? Yeah, I didn't think about the money. He gets a portion of the money, sure. Oh, wow. Wow, interesting. Nah, he won't get any of the money. They'll yeah. just, they'll, they'll give it to a charity. There he gets you go. the booty. <laughs> he gets the booty. So now we're going to see a scene where Carter arrives at the hospital with some flowers for Annie and they're both happy. And that's what's going to, that's going to be the ending of the movie. And then he will get to open her vault. Oh, God. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Wow, and that's, that's the potty mouth episode. That's this my one. Plot. Wow. Well, I really hope that that's that that went to the longer movie. than it should have because <laughs> that no, was, it was great. That was a paragraph yes. of lots of notes. I don't know if you could tell that or not. No, no, it felt like a small novel. <laughs> yeah, that was great, but I can't believe it. I do this every single time. I say, "Yep, this movie, this movie's too predictable. It's too cut and dry. There's no way that we're going to be different." But we're almost entirely different. No way. With, what? With a couple of similarities, right? So let's get into my plot. So, quite like you, I think the movie's going to open with a cold open with Tom Cutter pulling off a daring bank heist. So that didn't happen in yours, but the only thing similar is the cold open. So we see him, he's an old pro at doing this, so it feels like he's just going through the motions. But hasn't he not been a bank robber for years? Well, we see him in the trailer in present day robbing a bank, so I would just presume... Did we're we say that, that, did we? Yes. <laughs> I would presume that would happen in the movie at some point. So yeah, it's the opening, it's very exciting. You see him breaking in. Uh, he uses homemade explosives to break the door off the bank vault, and he uses fancy hacking skills to bypass the security. And Tom makes off scot-free before the cops even realize that the bank has been robbed, which is why he's called the In and Out, the In and Out Bandit. So Tom hides all of his stolen money in a self-storage unit, as we see in the trailer, which is hidden amongst all his old junk. So he's got like boxes that look like they're full of books, but you lift up one of the books and it's just full of money. It's a little bit like Breaking Bad when Walter White has a lot I of thought money about Breaking and he Bad hides too. it in a self-storage unit as well. They might have been watching that and been like, I've got an idea for a movie. <laughs> he just lies in a pile of his own money. And meanwhile, at this self-storage unit, Tom has a long-running flirtation with an employee there. Oh, name she is owns Annie the Sumter. storage unit. No, no, she doesn't own it. Well, oh, she, she, works might, at she, it. Might own, she might own it. Let's just say she does own it. That makes so much sense. Did you read that somewhere? Yeah, the sign behind it says auto storage. Yeah, so I saw auto, but I didn't. You didn't see storage. I didn't see storage. Yeah. So she works I thought at- it said auto store. I was like, well, that can be no, anything. No, it's auto storage. So yeah, she works at the self-storage unit place. I'm such an idiot. Oh my <laughs> God. And he's Delivery there all the time. Service. Maybe she does two jobs. No, no. <laughs> You've made your bed, now sleep in it. But yeah, so because he's there all the time dropping off big wads of money, he sees her every day and, you know, they get a little bit of cute chat going on. 
and he finally manages to work up the courage to ask out Annie on a date, and she quickly accepts. You can tell that, oh, yeah, I've been waiting for him to ask me for forever. Cute. And we see... <laughs> And we see a montage of several dinners and sappy moonlight strolls. He, we, he gives her a message that says, will you go out with yes, me? Yes, yes no. or no. And, you, and she has to circle it. Yes. And obviously she ticks the yes box. But anyway, we quickly realise that the couple have fallen deeply in love. We might even get like a, a romantic scene where they're in the bedroom and we get to find out why he's really called the In-N-Out Bandit. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> no. Tom feels bad about his he previous... Does it, he does it in record time. Yes. Before she even knows he's been there. <laughs> I'll put a baby in you before you even realise what I'd say. Anyway, sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. Tom feels bad about his previous <laughs> life of crime and knows that he can't keep being a bank robber while he's with Annie. So, Tom calls up the FBI and explains that he's the famous in-and-out bandit that they've been looking for and offers them a deal. He'll return all the money he stole in exchange for a reduced jail sentence. But he gets to live the rest of his life outside of crime. The head of the task force in charge of hunting down the famous bandit, Sam Baker, who's the T-1000, mm-hmm. He's keen to make a name for himself finally and eagerly agrees to the deal. So he's a bad guy, is he? No, he, he just, you know, he's he hasn't really achieved anything while he's been at the FBI. And he's like, oh, this is my big chance. Because his first name isn't Tom. Yeah, That's exactly. how you become the best at something. Yeah, exactly. So he wants to be on the front page of the newspaper, you know, putting the in and out bandit in the back of a paddy wagon or whatever, you know, and this is his big moment. He wants to impress his children. He wants to tell them, you'll never guess what I did at work today. It's classified. I'm not telling you. Is it boring stuff? <laughs> So Sam sends two young FBI agents, John and Raymond, to arrest Tom and collect the money. So Tom shows them the self-storage unit, and the two agents are impressed by the amount of money that he has squirreled away there. Sounds pretty similar so far. Yes. While Tom is off smooching with Annie... <laughs> oh, wow! Because he's just like, he did excuse well. me, i got a little... That was a good date. Yeah, he's like, excuse me, I've got to go pay a little visit to the woman who runs this place. And he's like, oh, hey, Annie, how's it going? Who are those guys with you? Oh, they're just buddies of mine, don't worry about it. And so while he's off smooching with her and giving her a little kissy, uh, John and Raymond... <laughs> you and your kissies. John and Raymond decide to take the money for themselves. Well, they don't physically take it there and then they go, you know what? We can just take it. Who's going to know? So they don't take it there. Yeah. They decide decide they'll come come back for it. So they hatch a nefarious scheme to frame and kill Tom and claim that he never revealed where the money was hidden. Where did Tom and Annie go on a date? Uh, they go to a fancy restaurant. Ah, uh, okay. And then we have, you know, just like in your plot. But it's a montage, so we see like a bunch of dates. Bunch of, you know, moonlight picnic. strolls. Picnic. Picnic, he's feeding her ice cream. <laughs> it's all lovely. In like a gondola. Now, I actually said this was Tom's apartment rather than a hotel, though I do think it's a hotel. Now, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to say, back at Tom's apartment, John and Raymond turn their guns on Tom. Well, but, you're wrong, but... But they're interrupted by Sam Baker, who turns up to arrest Tom in person. So John and Raymond, again, like in your plot, they shoot and kill Sam. And then stupidly explain their evil plan to Tom. <laughs> you know what we're going to do, Tom? We're going to take all your money. We're going to shoot you and leave you here. It's going to look like you killed each other. And we're going to ride off into the sunset with all the, your stolen money. Just so there's no confusion about yes. what we're doing right now. So Tom gets into a scuffle with the two agents and manages to escape after tackling one of them out of the window. Again, like we see in the trailer. Do you think it's going to be Hall? I think it would be Hall, yeah, if, it definitely any, Hall. if it was any of them. While on the run, Tom calls up Annie and confesses to his previous life as a bank robber. He explains that the FBI have framed him for the murder of Sam and tells Annie that he has to lay low for a while. Annie, of course, is shocked by this revelation, but agrees not to turn Tom into the authorities. She's just like, I trust you. I love you. I'm not going to do anything. Do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. Yeah, that's right. Just very understanding of her, I must say. Now, Tom also explains to her that the two corrupt agents may be willing to hurt her to get to him. 
But for some reason, she doesn't take this warning on board. Maybe Tom's like, maybe it's best if you take a few days off work because maybe they don't know who you are yet. I don't think I've told them who you are. So. Do you reckon she has a kid? No, okay. I, I don't think so. Yeah, that, that's a good point. They haven't fingered her yet. Oh, that sounded <laughs> way worse than it should. Maybe they, they haven't identified her yet as Tom's girlfriend. Okay, yeah. They just know she works at, she the, works at the, the storage, storage unit. Yeah. So a new FBI agent is tasked with hunting down Tom. And this is another Tom known as FBI Tom or... Tom Myers. So FBI Tom looked up to Sam. He was his real hero. He basically brought him up through the FBI as his mentor. So and he's so, very sad about it. Yes. Death. So he will stop at nothing to hunt down Thief Tom. So Thief Tom constantly has to dodge confrontations throughout the movie with FBI Tom. And Thief Tom continually tries to confess his partial innocence. He did steal the money. But FBI Tom doesn't believe him. He's like, you're full of it. You're just trying to do anything to survive. You're a criminal. You're a criminal. And will always be a dishonest criminal. <laughs> You're a dishonest thief. Yes, exactly. No, I'm an honest thief. So John and Raymond finally realize that Tom is dating Annie. So they might see a photograph of the two of them together when they're going through Tom's apartment. And it's just like, aha, it's the storage woman. Oh man, I've done it again. And they realize that she could finger them since she saw them at the self-storage unit. Be mature, Matty D. Yeah, okay. All right. So John confronts Annie at her place of work. And Annie at first doesn't realize that John is there to do her harm. But this quickly becomes evident when John menacingly locks the office door behind him. So this is at the self-storage unit place. They've got like at the center of all of the units, there is a little office as there is in all of these places where she every day stands behind the counter to greet Tom as he walks in with a goofy smile. (laughs) But today John has walked in. He's just like, hey, how's it going? You must be Annie. Yes, I am. Turns around, click. Locks the door. So John brutally beats Annie within an inch of her life. Oh my God. But she refuses to give up any information on Tom. So essentially he leaves her in a position where he thinks she's dead. So Tom finds Annie near death. This is Thief Tom, obviously. Finds Annie near death and quickly rushes her to hospital. Uh, She ends up in a coma, but Tom is told that she will pull through. And Tom swears vengeance against the corrupt FBI agents. What does he say to them? Well, mm, I don't know. Maybe he goes down to a bar... With the intention of killing like the first oh, FBI agent that comes no. in through the door. <laughs> no. No, I had to I had to say that. Anyway, so Tom calls up Agent John and tells him, I know who you are. <laughs> I know what you want. I no longer have the money I stole, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. My girlfriend had nothing to do with this. If you confess to your crimes, I will not look for you. I'll not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you, and I will kill you. <laughs> How did you get Liam Neeson to come and record yeah, that? Yeah, well, just gave him lots of money. Wow. I told him he could do another Taken style movie. He just, he just wanted we'll to film be, one on our iPhones. He just wanted to be on our show, right? Yeah. He just wanted to be on our show. He wanted to, he wanted to plug on, uh, ride the coattails of yeah. potential spoilers. John isn't intimidated by this speech and taunts Tom over the phone. He's just like, you know what? You're too old. You're slipping, man. I'm in the prime of my life. <laughs> you were in Star Wars Episode One. You were in the worst one. <laughs> What can you do? For hey, you? everyone likes Quicon Jim. Ah, you're in Die Hard 5. I don't know what you're talking about. Shut, Shut up! up. <laughs> you're in Terminator 5. The Genesis with a Y. That's not funny. So Tom visits Annie, who's finally awoken from her coma. For some reason, she's no longer in danger from the corrupt FBI agents. Maybe John thinks that he's killed her before. Doesn't realize she's still alive. Uh, he probably couldn't visit her in the hospital. It would look bad. But yet yeah. a, a known criminal at this stage can go in yeah, and out of hospital. Apparently. So Tom tells her- He sneaks through the window. Yeah. I'm her brother. So Tom... (laughs) Why are they smooching? That's kind of weird. Close family. Anyway, Tom tells her that he has no (laughs) choice but to take out the two corrupt agents unless they confess. But Annie is keen to see them suffer. She's like, you know what? I trust you. Take them out. Make them suffer. Rip their balls off. Brutal. So Thief Tom tracks down... A lot of internal rage from working in a storage storage unit facility. Yeah, exactly. 
She's been doing it for 20 years. Anyway, so Tom tracks down Raymond and calls him while he's walking to his car. Raymond refuses to confess to the murder of Sam, so Tom blows him up with a car <laughs> bomb. <laughs> Maybe he takes like a, a little note and it says, look up. Well, <laughs> no, it just says up on it and then um, it blows it. Yeah, anyway, Dark Knight reference. Tom then calls up John, who's at his home. Not Tom's home, John's, John's at his own home. He lives in a big lavish mansion. Maybe he recently purchased it with his stolen millions. Like, where did he get all this money from? And Tom again orders him to confess. Otherwise, he'll blow up John's house. He's like, I filled your house with the deadly explosives. If you don't confess in 10 seconds, you'll be all over the ceiling. John again taunts Tom over the phone while desperately trying to find the hidden bomb. Realizing he doesn't have enough time to find it, John dives out of his house just in time and it blows up behind him. Right, so that's the scene in the trailer. Yeah. So this leads to an overlong car chase and fight with Tom and John. So this is the bit where, you know, they're driving around, they're shooting each other. Tom is in his bakery van that we keep Driving through a highway, narrowly missing other cars. Yeah, Maybe they right. might drive backwards. Yeah, like Tenet. So Tom finally catches and beats up John and has him dead to rights. He's got him at gunpoint, but he's prevented from killing him by FBI Tom, who swoops in at the last second. <laughs> Tom, Tom and John. John finally confesses to murdering Sam but it looks like he may get away with just a short jail sentence and a slap on the wrist. But FBI Tom surprisingly shoots John dead, which is payback for killing his FBI mentor. Wow. Thief Tom is ultimately sent to prison where he is visited by Annie. Hey. And Tom tells her, don't worry, honey, I'll be out of here in no time. And Annie presses her boobs against the glass. Express <laughs> style, And that is the end of my plot. <laughs> Wow, I got even a Midnight Express uh, yeah. reference in there. Yeah, well, it's such a dry movie that I thought, why not just have a little bit of fun with it? You know what? <laughs> it's that sort of episode. No one cares about this movie. Is anyone even going to hey, watch this movie? Hey, people will care about this movie. Yeah. We'll, people will we'll, come in in droves. Are they the same people who listen to our show? Who knows? People will come in in droves to watch Come into where? Their lounge Taken 2.5. Aren't they up to like four Taken movies? I don't know. I have no idea. Have you ever seen a Taken movie? Yes, I've seen one Taken okay, movie. there you go. I saw the one where he was like blowing stuff up to like triangulate his wife's position. <laughs> was it his daughter's <laughs> position? Uh, his daughter was lost in the first one, I think. Yeah, I think it was his I, wife. I love that this movie, usually it's the wife, but they're just yeah. like, no, we're doing it something different. It's his girlfriend. Yeah. Well, that's so different. Just so different. I can't different. believe how creative they are with these so movies. So different. Wow. So that's The Honest Thief. Yeah, well, uh, that's what we think The Honest we Thief is. Have a I'm few sure it is what the plot of Honest Thief is, yeah? We have different, I guess we have different ideas, but I guess we'll yeah. see in a month or so. I'm sure there's people out there listening to this who have a completely different impression from watching the trailer what the movie's about. Yeah, were we wrong? Let us know. Were yeah. we right? Was one of us more right than the other? Is Kieran yeah, who an do idiot? You think, yeah, who do you think is closer? Is Maddie D completely <laughs> wrong with his whole working in an auto does body she, shop? Does she actually work at a delivery service? Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. Who knows? Let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Mm-hmm. Or you can track us down on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Yeah, you can look at our pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Matty D does some sketches from time to time. <laughs> I'm really hoping he does a sketch of this episode. Maybe, <laughs> I'll do one for this maybe episode. Maybe Hulk Hogan and uh, Liam Neeson going like head to head, trying to grab like a box of money from each other. No one would get that unless they listen like, to the show. Yeah. While we're like two, the two FBI agents in the background just being confused with our guns up, not knowing which one to if shoot. If we cast this movie, we would be the two FBI agents, yes. I think. And Hulk Hogan would be Tom Carter. Hulk Hogan would be Tom Carter. That's right. And you got to throw, oh, Randy Savage is dead, so we can't throw Randy Savage no. out, unfortunately. Damn. It's just really old Hulk Hogan. Maybe Repo Man. Repo Man. I think man. he's passed away as well. You know the oh, Repo no. Man? I know the movie Repo Man. Man, too many good wrestlers are not here anymore. Makes me sad. Oh, maybe Chris Benoit can be in the movie too. <laughs> <laughs> he can be one of the FBI agents with the gun. Anyway, moving on. Let's wrap up this episode. So... Before we go, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Of course, as is tradition currently, every second week we're doing an installment of actual spoilers where we go back and look at a movie we've predicted in the past. 
and I can't believe this has actually happened, we're finally up to the stage where we're going back and looking at what we said for New Mutants. Yes. And coincidentally enough, we didn't think the movie was going to come out. No, we did not. New Mutants is currently in the cinema. Yes. And we've, we've both seen it. We've both seen it. And next week, we'll both talk about our impressions of the movie. Yes. And all about how well we did, because that was something we oh, collaborated man. on. Not to spoil anything, but I think we did phenomenally so, well, except for one major bear-shaped detail. <laughs> So, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back, go yes. back through the archives, scroll, that scroll up, next week. find New Mutants. It was an episode that we worked together it's on, episode sixteen, and see how we did on that episode. Watch the movie New Mutants because we're going oh, yeah. to talk to cinemas all about that, yes. all about how we did and whether we, I guess, guess the movie. Yeah. So join us next week for that, and thanks for joining us this week. See ya then. Time to get in and out of here <laughs> before anyone knows that they've listened. Okay, bye. <laughs>